Hello friends, uh, in today's episode of Surviving the Apocalypse, I'm going to do something different. Um, so I want to talk about where to start. Where do we start preparing for a catastrophic event, for some type of unknown, something that might happen that changes the way we're living. Um, in this country, in the United States where I live, we're very protected. Uh, we're protected by military force. We're protected by just the fact that we have a strong economy. And, uh, you know, those things can break down and we can find ourselves suddenly living in a world that is not so safe, not so comfortable, not so abundant. So that's something to keep in mind. Right now we're experiencing a period of prosperity just like in ancient Rome, when uh, they kind of thought, we got it made, like we're good, we'll just ride this wave into eternity, like nothing can make Rome fall, like Rome is just on the ups forever. But we could look at history and see that it doesn't work that way, things go up, things go down. So right now we're in this period of prosperity and it's easy to get lazy. It's easy to get in a state of mind where you're thinking we don't really need to think about tomorrow because, you know, we're good right now. I don't see anything changing, but there are things changing. There are things happening behind the scenes in politics, in business, in people's basements. I mean, there's things happening in the world at a really fast pace. There's so many people on this planet, so many people with their own agendas, all pulling different strings, and it is going to affect you. It is affecting you. There's so many things to keep in mind. There's so many things we take for granted. Just the fact that you have a refrigerator that runs on electricity that keeps your food fresh so that you don't have to worry so much about getting fresh food every day. I mean, what if that went out? What if you lost that electricity and your food all spoiled in one day? Like, where are you gonna go to get more? What if the grocery stores are sold out? There's a lot keep in mind. So that's why I'm making this special episode of Surviving the Apocalypse, because our minds can get so filled. Our minds can be just brimming, just overflowing with all these possibilities, with worry, with fear. So, I'm just going to share with you something that has made Oh, the most dramatic difference in my life, in my approach to life. And I guess I've been working on this for at least five years, maybe ten years. But just in the past couple of months, it finally clicked. I feel like I finally got those last couple of elements in there that just made it work. So I am here to talk with you about what they call meditation. But for me, that's just a word. What I'm really gonna share with you is just my technique of clearing my conscience, clearing my mind, clearing my heart as a foundation. As a foundation for everything that I do in this life. Uh, we must acknowledge eternity in order to accurately perceive the present moment. So wherever I see myself going in eternity, 
is where I get to point my arrow right now for this moment, for this day. So where I see myself in eternity is being at peace, being an observer of what's happening around me, being in love with my experience. That's what I see myself in eternity. And so in this very moment, I'm gonna aim my arrow towards that. And that's, that's what people call meditation, in my experience. But these few elements that clicked into place for me, I wanna share those with you because if you're new to meditation or if you've heard about it or if you're considering it but you don't know how to start, my mom is in this boat. She, she seems interested in meditation and what it can do for her, but she's like, I just can't just sit there with nothing to do. And <laughs> Sorry, mom, I love you. I'm just being dramatic because I love you. So, uh, <laughs> so these few little little pieces, I'm just gonna share those with you and uh, I'll walk you through my meditation. Of course, what you do in your life, in your meditation, is gonna be completely up to you. So I'm just only sharing this as what it is for me and how it might possibly benefit you. Take it or leave it. But this is my contribution today. First element of a productive meditation for me is to stretch. I stretch first. So right now, I know you can't see me, but I'm just going to do a couple of stretches and walk you through what I'm doing. Right now I'm just making myself tall. It's really all this for stretches. I'm just making myself tall. I'm reaching my arms up as high as they'll go. I'm on my tippy toes. I'm just lengthening my spine, stretching all that out. And then I just take a few breaths. Sometimes I pick a number and count to it. I might count to five, do five breaths. I might count to 10 or 20. So that's the first stretch, just reaching up high, just trying to get up as high as possible. Um, the next stretch is I'll just take one arm, like my left arm, reach it way up high. And then I'm just gonna bend over to my right side. So my left arm is up, and I turn my head to the right and I just bend my spine gently to the right. And same thing, I just pick a number and count that many breaths. Even one is okay. It's gonna make all the difference. Now I'm reaching my right arm up, turn my head to the left and I'm just stretching gently to the left. Then we're going to do a forward bend where you just reach your arms out and forward and down. Stretch towards your toes, stretch towards the ground. Don't get caught up in the specifics. doesn't matter if your knees are bent. doesn't matter if everything is perfect. You're just stretching your body out. The next stretch will be to reach my arms up and just bend backwards. Just slightly bend backwards and look, look up towards the sky. next stretch, which is vital, is I put my hands right together like in prayer position, like I'm praying. My hands are right in front of my chest. And I just turn, I just twist and try to look backwards behind me. 
So I'm just twisting my whole body from my feet all the way up to the tip of my head. And after a breath, I'll just turn the other way. So these are the most vital stretches I've discovered. I started studying yoga several years ago and that's what it comes down to for me. Of course there's other stretches, there's tree pose and you know the corpse pose which is good, there's a lot of them. So I'm not going to get into all that because just the basics is usually enough. Usually the basics is more than enough. Just those few stretches will make a huge difference when you sit down to meditate. So <clears throat> the next thing I've discovered is the importance of setting a goal and usually in meditation that goal is just a time it's an amount of time there can be any goal I mean you could just set a goal to uh, sit down until you have visualized uh, your whole day or you can sit down until you feel relaxed or you know there can be some kind of goal but usually those types of goals are objective you know you'll never quite be sure whether you're a hundred percent so the clear and concrete goal that I've figured out works for me is to set a timer so I just go into my phone I'm gonna start it right now this is a 20 minute timer and we're just gonna do a 20 minute meditation if uh, if you feel like you need to, you can play music while you meditate. Right now I'm playing some music just to add some ambience to this recording. But the music can become a distraction. It, it can be a crutch. In fact, it will be a crutch if you don't give it up at some point. But if, you're, if you've got a busy mind, and you're anxious and it's preventing you from having a good meditation, then go ahead and play some soft music. Uh, it's better to play music that doesn't have words in it. If it's just instrumental, that would be better, but do what you gotta do. It's your life, it's your brain, it's your heart. The reason I, I'm including meditation in this surviving the apocalypse thing is because, like I said, there's so many thoughts that can get rolling around in your mind and if you want to be productive in preparing for an apocalyptic scenario you have to start with a clear mind a clear heart, a clear conscience, a clear vision of where you want to go and how you'll respond to the unknown events. I always start by acknowledging a breath or 10 breaths, just like, just like during the stretches. I just pick a number and just count breaths. After I've counted those breaths, I'm usually in a place where 
I can hear my thoughts in my mind. I can see those. And I can also pinpoint other places in my body. I feel that it's important to recognize that the thoughts in your mind are actually a place in your body. Those thoughts are in your brain. And there are, th there are thoughts, I would put it that way, I'd say there are thoughts everywhere in your body. There are thoughts in every cell of your body. But the thoughts in your brain come as words and pictures and all these other things. The thoughts in other cells in your body, say in your kneecap, those thoughts come as sensations. So after I count my breaths, I notice there are thoughts in my mind. And if I notice there are thoughts in my mind, in my brain, I can also go and notice the thoughts in the rest of my body. So my next step is to just look through my body and feel what's happening there. I feel what's happening on the on my scalp, on my, you know, where my actual hair follicles are. I feel what's happening up there. I feel my ears, I feel my forehead. I, and I don't mean I'm reaching up with my hands to feel it. I'm just sitting still. Also, I've noticed I actually get a more deep meditation when I'm sitting up in a chair. So if you're worried about getting in lotus position or being, being uh, I don't know, looking like a yogi, forget all that stuff. Just make yourself physically comfortable. I like to just sit in a chair upright. That's how I experience the best meditation. Most productive anyway, so. <clears throat> I'm just feeling through my body. I'm feeling my, my throat, my neck, my mouth. Feeling, feeling my shoulders. I'm just sensing what's happening in my body, listening to those thoughts that the cells of my body are sending out. I feel my heart. I can actually feel my heart beating when I'm sitting still enough. I can feel it beating in my neck. It's nice just to dwell there sometimes, feeling the heartbeat. The heart has a lot to say. The heart speaks a very complex language. And the longer I listen to it, the more I can understand of myself. And this is, in my experience, the most important thing to live a happy life is to know myself, to know who I am. If I know who I am, I know where I fit. And if I know where I fit, then I'm fulfilled because I can serve my purpose with other people and with the bigger picture. And that's true happiness, it's fulfilling purpose.
For me, anyway. That's, that's me. I'm still moving down, just feeling my body. I'm feeling my diaphragm. I'm feeling how my diaphragm pushes the air in and out of my lungs. Whenever I spend time feeling my breath, it's inevitable that I feel grateful and I'm filled with gratitude that there is air in my lungs, that there is air in the room, air in the atmosphere, that I can breathe. Next, I'm moving down into my digestive system, into my gut, feeling the sensations in there, my stomach, my intestines, my kidneys, my bladder, just feeling what's happening there. I mean, I can, if I spend time here, I can feel the digestion process happening. And that is so beautiful to actually feel the body digesting and assimilating, taking those nutrients and delivering them throughout the cells in my body, delivering the nutrients into my brain, into my heart, making it possible for this body to function. Actually feeling that digestion process is so beautiful. And then from here I'm moving down into my hips, into my call it the root chakra. For me, that's my sexual power, the center of my sex drive, my need to fulfill myself as a human by procreating and by, by fulfilling a woman. And that's what I find there. It's my, it's my desire to fill up a woman. And from here I move into my legs, which are the most fabulous inventions God ever did invent. These legs, we can run, we can jump, we can crouch, we can <laughs> walk, we can dance. The legs, mm. I can feel what's happening there. and into my feet. And by the way, the feet love to be connected electrically to the earth. If you ever feel anxious, if you ever feel like, if you ever feel that stuff, then my suggestion is take off your shoes and go stand outside. Even if it's cold, even if it's hot. The electrical connection you have with the earth is the most vital thing that this planet has to offer you. You can't survive without electricity. When you wire a house with electricity, it's always grounded. You, you put a six-foot copper rod into the, into the earth just to divert any excess energy and to balance out the electrical system in the house. Your body needs the same thing. You've got to connect with the earth sometimes. Even if you don't want to take off your shoes, go out there and just put your hands on the earth. It'll be the most valuable thing you do today besides hugging another person.
just connect with the earth electrically. So at this point in my meditation, when I've felt all through my body, all through my conscience, my heart, my mind, when I've just felt all of this, I look for the pain. And I started by, uh, I started with Rich, Rich Ryan's technique of pain body diving. And then it kind of morphed into my own technique and that's what I really am excited to share with you today. I start by looking for the pain in my body. It might be physical pain. A couple days ago I woke up with an ear infection and it was extremely painful. Oh my God, it was painful. It felt like my head was, it felt like felt like something was eating my head. Man, it hurt. So, you know, once I woke up and got out of bed, I went into a meditation and I dove into that pain. The most miraculous experience happened. The pain became, it changed form. It became something beautiful. It became this amazing sensation that I, I had no resistance towards and I've noticed that with all types of pain whether it's physical or emotional if I move into it and stop resisting it it becomes something new it becomes a beautiful sensation that I can just absorb and feel and love starts with just acknowledging it and looking at it and moving towards it. I believe pain, pain itself is the act of resisting the sensation that is present. That's been my experience because when I look at the pain and I accept it and embrace it and move into it, it's not painful anymore. It's beautiful. So in this, uh, in this technique, let's say it's an emotional pain as I'm looking through my body and feeling those sensations. Sometimes I find emotional pain. And I'll, just as an example, I might I might be looking through and find somewhere in my gut, I might find some kind of fear. I might be afraid that my girlfriend is going to leave me and I'll be left lonely. So what I do in this meditation technique is I look into that feeling and I acknowledge the possibility, maybe she will leave me. Maybe I'll be left lonely. And I acknowledge and accept that and move into that painful possibility that I'll be all alone and I'll be deserted and I'll feel worthless and I'll be, I'll be sad and I'll turn to alcohol and I'll just destroy my life because everything is so bad and I move into that possibility and I just, I just look at it and I feel it and I accept it and I love it and I say that maybe, maybe, maybe that's exactly how my life goes. sit with that feeling 
Sometimes I want to resist it. Sometimes it feels too terrible. And I want to get tense and I want to clench my fists. But as I accept it, a new feeling always moves in. A new feeling moves in, which is gratitude that my girlfriend is in my life. I'm grateful she is a part of my life. Maybe she will leave me tomorrow. Maybe I'll never see her again. Maybe she'll get hit by a car. Maybe it's not even about me. Maybe it's something completely different. Maybe she gets cancer. It's a possibility and I could be left lonely. But as I accept that possibility, the gratitude that she's in my life moves in. It's okay to cry. I cry all the time when I'm meditating. <laughs> well, I saw fireworks from the freeway. <laughs> so, uh, when I, let me turn this music down a little bit. That, that really is all there is to it. Find the pain within you. I, I can tell you, I can tell you what it'll do for you. I, well, maybe, okay. I can tell you what it has done for me. When I acknowledge and accept and clear out the pain within my body, within my conscience, my heart, my mind, I become clear, open, receptive. And then when I step out into the world, all possibilities are open to me. All, every door is open. Everything I wish to do is just laying there before me. Everything I wish to experience is right at my feet. I swear to you, I never knew life could be so beautiful until I started processing the pain. There's no doctor that can take my pain away. There's no pill that can heal a wound. There's no psychiatrist that can wave a magic wand and fix my bipolar disorder. There's no hospital bed that I can lay in until I love myself. All those things are available to you if that's what you want to experience. If you want to go see another doctor, if you want to go to another seminar, if you want to read another book, if you want to find another article online, if you want to read Eckhart Tolle, if you want to listen to this podcast, it's here for you. <laughs> <coughs> it's all here for you.
but uh, it's your life. It's your life. It's your mind. Those are your eyeballs. Those are your ear holes. It's your nose. It's your taster. It's your tongue. Those are your hands. Those are your feet. That's your stomach. That's your heart. It's you. If you're experiencing pain, if life is not what you want it to be, you deserve to be healed. Absolutely. And I can't do it for you. I, but, God, I would love to see you happy. That's all I can wish. That's all I can wish for is that everyone can experience the type of joy that I know is available 24-7, all the time, it's there. Just acknowledge the sensations you're feeling. If you're anxious, those sensations are speaking to you. There's something there to hear. There's a message in that. If you're depressed, there's a, there's a message in that feeling. And it's for you. And it's, it's a flag to, to guide you, to lead you into your authentic direction, into your purpose, into your most fulfilling, happy, loving life full of friends and money and travel and space exploration and microbiology. Everything you want is available to you. The only thing holding you back is your own resistance to it. So, <laughs> my friends, my fellow human beings, my loved ones, I love you. I love you. I want your happiness. I want you. I love you. <sighs> and thank you for listening to Surviving the Apocalypse. Um, <clears throat> we are, okay, I am planning on starting the wilderness program this year, this year. I don't have specific dates in mind. I got friends that I would really love to work with, and uh, that's just all I can really, that's all I want to do anymore is contribute my authentic gift to the world and what I really feel is that it's this survival thing and it starts in the wilderness because we as humans started in the wilderness. The skills that we learned there as primates, that is the foundation. And after so many generations, we've generally forgotten those skills and we deserve to practice those We've gotten so lazy, I have gotten so lazy, this whole generation has gotten so lazy because our ancestors built a framework that allows us now to live a life of ease. Our ancestors built up you know, a government that, uh, that allows a certain amount of safety and security and economic prosperity. You know, our ancestors created uh, a world that allows us to be comfortable, but we can acknowledge that it might not last forever, it might not last even one more day. 
So we deserve to get back in touch with some of the original survival skills. And I believe those original survival skills translate. They translate into a modern day uh, era of prosperity and happiness. So <clears throat> I'm going to be starting this wilderness training program as soon as I possibly can. It'll happen in perfect timing because I know God is with me. I know that I know that He is holding my hand every step of the way, and I want to do this with you guys, for you guys, for myself, out of love because I love you and I love myself, and it's just. Where do I end? Okay, I'm rambling. Where do I end? I love you. Stay tuned because we're going to go out into the woods and find out what life is all about. Thank you and good night. <laughs>